that was something that for some reason mm -hmm. became a debatable topic across the whole industry, the world, where people are questioning whether or not actually whether or not Megan actually got shot. Which for me, if she says she got shot, she got shot. Period. I don't got to, it don't take me four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times to believe a black woman when she speaks. I agree. Particularly about trauma. So again, like Nicki Minaj, she she just She's losing points for me. Yeah. Number one, you marry a sex offender. And then number two, you perpetuate a narrative that Megan's trauma is untrue, knowing that we live in a society that doesn't believe anything that black women says the first time. and training podcast my name is O'Shea and my name is Kaylix and this is a podcast about two besties navigating life in their 20s in New York City in the big app in the bit <laughs> but y'all knew that we're back with a new episode format okay. called ain't nobody asked us ain't nobody asked <laughs> us <laughs> and this is basically inspired by you know them aunties and who you know come to the events and they giving you that unsolicited advice and opinions at every gathering that ain't nobody asked for but since we are aunties in training we thought why not why wouldn't we just give it a little try mm -hmm. put it into practice put it into practice and give y'all our unsolicited advice on topics that are relevant to the girls right absolutely and so right now the girls are talking about megan the stallion okay that's all i up and down my twitter up and down my Look. tiktok okay because <laughs> she done broke the internet you know, she done broke the internet um but she did the damn thing and absolutely. what she did was drop his and you know it's a diss track and, and ain't nobody say nobody drake nikki party she was addressing all the BS. Everybody who done had their name mm -hmm. in her mouth. Or was it the opposite? Everybody <laughs> who had her name in their mouth, she came for that ass. Clock that. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. I'm tired of y'all coming for Megan. Okay. Y'all the public and y'all the industry. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, never, it never gave that at all. Ever. Um, but yeah, she had something special for Mr. Aubrey Drake Graham. Oh, absolutely. So um, let's get into the lyrics of this song, okay? Yes. So if you did not know, she dropped it last Friday. So what? what um, the 26th. The 26th. Uh -huh. Okay. And just a quick, couple of quick notes that she left for the people. So the first lyric that we just want to get into quickly here. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote, these hate on BBLs and be walking around with the same scars. Ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And if you did not know, ultimately, Drake posted on IG and back in April of his body, okay? He was in the mirror, real sassy, like, like how he do. And from that post, the people were saying that Drake got his body done. So, that's not for us to declare or decree. Right. But that's what the people have said. The streets have said mm -hmm. that Drake got his body done. So to Megan's point, what she was worrying about or asking about was, why is you worried about what I'm doing as a female with my body when you too got your body done? <laughs> um, and she also had a little something, something for Tory Lanez. Now, I don't even like to say his name. He who shall not be named. He who should, him, T.L. Right. Daystar. Yeah. <laughs> um, she, she kindly, um, addressed 
the people and him by saying, download JPay since y'all got so much to say or schedule a conjugal visit or something. So <laughs> I personally did not know what JPay was. So Calix kindly informed me that JPay is the application that you download when you want to put money on somebody's books while they are incarcerated. Okay. okay. Since y'all care about him so much. Since y'all care about him so bad. So get some Cheetos and some yeah, water, some, ramen some noodles. You know, so, so he can make him a nice meal since you're so <laughs> damn worried about what the hell he doing. Go schedule a conjugal visit. So, I don't know. I feel like between Drake and he who shall not be named, Megan already cleared. But um, the one who, like, she really, really got was Miss Onika Mirage. Mother. She and not she not mother right now for me. I'm not gonna lie. I, I can't. <laughs> she done really after this song, she been spiraling for about the last 72 hours straight by herself. On let, the let, let, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's actually. get into let's because, get into this well, I feel like first we should talk about the lyric that ignited the showdown and, and the, the spiral activity that's been going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Okay. So Megan said these hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes mad at Megan's law. Ooh. And I love a good bar where I got to go look it up. Right. Because I didn't I know what Megan's look, law was. Me neither. I thought she made it up. <laughs> I swear to God, I thought she did. I thought that was like a cute, like, one, two. You know, yeah. word, play, play on words or something. But Megan's law is like a real thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's um, by definition, Megan's uh -huh. law requires convicted sex offenders to register with the state and provides parents and other concerned members of the community with access to this life-saving information. This was provided by the New York Senate government. Okay. okay so it's official. It's official. Maybe this is real research. Mm -hmm. And while Megan didn't say no names, we all knew who she was talking about. Because, because. unfortunately, mm -hmm. Miss um, Petty. Petty decided to marry a convicted rapist. Convicted. I hate to, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but that's what he convicted. Had did. And 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 I just want to pause here quickly, quickly, because <laughs> rape is one of the hardest sexual offenses to be convicted of. Unfortunately, now because it's such a hearsay crime, it's always your word against mine. So the fact that this man was convicted just further stamps not only the fact that he is guilty, but how like incredulous the act was. Mm -hmm. Like, so for me, Nicki Minaj already lost a few points in my book by marrying this man. Like, and now because of Megan's Law, he can't drop his son off at school on, on, on Monday mornings. And they got or to Tuesday, sin. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Megan has some for that ass. She surely did. And Nikki did not like that. At all. So she took to every social media platform. That she known to me. That she got an account on. She was on. She was on IG Live. <laughs> dropping snippets of a diss track that I think she's working on. That she says is not a diss track, but it's a diss it's track. Because we know it's a diss track. Because she petty like that. And the lyrics. I mean. Yeah, get into the lyrics. Um, get into the lyrics. What, what, what did she, she say? What she said? She said, bad bitch, she like six foot. I call her big foot. The bitch fell off. I said, get up on your good foot. No, and then she started laughing after that. So when she posted that clip on IG Live, like she not only had it played multiple times, but she had it played just so she can giggle. Now I too 
chuckled initially. Right. Because the inflection, in, you know, y'all good. Nikki is good for a good voice yeah. inflection. That Animated. can get you real in character. Like, um, but I think, again, like, when I thought about it, I was like, get up on your good foot. What, what, what kind of foot? And then I was like, oh, she's talking about the fact that Megan got shot on her foot. And she's making fun of that, knowing that correct that was something that, for some reason, mm -hmm. became a debatable topic across the whole industry, the world, where people are questioning whether or not whether or not Megan actually got shot. Which, for me, if she says she got shot, she got shot. Period. I don't got to. It don't take me four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times to believe a black woman when she speaks. I agree. Particularly about trauma. So. Again, like Nicki Minaj, she she just she's losing points for me. Yeah. Number one, you marry a sex offender, and then number two, you perpetuate a narrative that Megan's trauma is untrue, knowing that we live in a society that doesn't believe anything that Black women says the first time. It's true, and so it's like to get on your platforms with these hundreds of millions of followers, your big ass platform. It's really reckless. It's irresponsible, and I I cannot condone it. And that's a woman, and that's. First and foremost, we stand with women's rights and wrongs. So I, I think Nikki, I want her to do some self-reflection because the response was just not it. I, I want us to get back to diss tracks. Say it in a diss track. Don't get on your Twitter. Don't get on your IG Live. Um, and, and basically show your ass because I feel like she's tarnishing her legacy. But she did say it on a diss track, though. That's what she She's alleging that this is not a diss track, but we know that yeah. this is a diss track. And... The thing is, she said it in the music, fair. I do like a good old classic back and forth rap mm -hmm. battle. But I think for me, there are some things that are off limits. I agree. And I just, I know that like when you look at Megan Thee Stallion, like obviously coming for this big moment of hers that was like huge and mm -hmm. a, de a debatable topic, I guess makes sense if you're trying to come for her neck. But I think it's it's bigger than that. It's a much bigger picture than that so it's like she said it in the music and I can feel that but it, it's like you're not helping black women as a fellow black woman I agree like yeah I think it's a it's a larger conversation about hip-hop culture hip-hop culture as a whole because even when we were doing our research and listening to other diss tracks from over the years yeah. like it's no all bets are off all bets are off I, these men have gotten on these tracks and said some crazy things so and I'm like <laughs> Y'all, we, we got to do better. I mean, I mean. So, yeah, Nikki, Nikki Foss has gotten away. She got up on IG Live to get up on your big foot. <laughs> but then she got on Twitter and started talking about Megan's dead mother. Now, the woman's dead mother with a recently deceased parent herself. We all, saw, we all saw the press run Nikki did, and she talked about, you know, losing a father. And you would think that that would change how she operates in, in the kind of space, in the, the words you say, because words have power, they have meaning. But instead, she got on there. Her simple self. <laughs> and completely disrespected Megan, the legacy of her mother. And it really, it really was nasty. It see. was nasty. And I think that that was like one of the things that really broke it was the straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of barbs. Yeah. And I feel like even now when you go on social media, of course, like Nikki's going to have diehard fans. But there are a lot of people who are like, OK, like I now feel some type of way, even as like an OG fan of hers. Like she crossed the line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that in general, um, 
I don't know if we're going to get on it here, but it becomes hard because you have people like Nicki, who is a legend. Like, let's be clear. Nicki Minaj, as a female rap genius, like, a lot of people won't be able to touch her discography. That is what it is. But at what point do you separate the artist from the art and hold the artist accountable? At what point? Listen, I look, I, I, I think it's a valid question because... Because you still go to her someone who... I'm about to tell my truth. Okay. As someone who... <laughs> Purchase Pink Friday two Gaxi tickets. I am toying with um, my emotions. Right. You know, who, what am I giving my money to? Mm. I know that we have been having this conversation for a long time about separating the artists from their music, but then when it's time yeah. to practice it, it can be difficult. It's As hard. someone who grew up listening to her and like has always wanted to see her right. perform, um, it's a tough pill to swallow. So it's definitely something that I'm. I think me and the crew that bought the tickets will be discussing. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm personally, like, you know, just disappointed. I don't have a ticket. I was thinking about getting a ticket, um, even though I don't have one. But I don't know. My feet are really dragging at this point. But for me, like, the whole, the his track, the responses, the response from Nikki, like, it really got my brain going around why has it been so hard for Megan in the industry? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? I, I can't really seem to put my thumb on it, but I have a few theories. Okay. So I think the first is just around like rap culture in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you think about rap culture, it has never really respected women. It's historically been disrespectful. Absolutely. Um, you know, sexualizing and and glorifying treating women as if they're objects absolutely has always been a part of the music and i think because we like the beat um you know people overlook what's being said but it's like this is what's in the the lyrics and then when we turn around and see our favorite male rappers stand by somebody that's like tory lanes we look in surprise but it's like listen to the words that this has always been a part of the culture that they've been saying yeah so the disrespect is in the lyrics always mm-hmm. when it comes to women. But I think also like when you take it back, 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 historically, like in hip hop culture, there's always been like first ladies of each label. Correct. And that culture perpetuated like this level of competition amongst other female rappers in the industry because there could only be one female on each label. Looking back on it, one reason why Megan may be having a hard time is because historically the the culture hasn't, or hip hop in general, hasn't respected women, period. Mm -hmm. Let's just start there. And then you add the extra layer of Megan being a deeper skinned woman. That's a whole different can of worms that you've now opened. Absolutely. Because in this culture, in this society, we live in a world where when you are lighter, or your as your the closer proximity you are to whiteness, the better you're treated. Mm-hmm. Period. Colorism exists, and let me just go ahead and define colorism <laughs> for some of y'all, in case you did not know. But the definition of colorism, per Merriam-Webster, um, is prejudice or discrimination, especially with the racial or ethnic group favoring people with lighter skin over those with darker skin. Mm-hmm. Megan is a dark-skinned woman. She's not racially ambiguous. At all. She is black, okay? And when you think about her versus Lotto, when you think about her versus Koyla Ray, when you think about her voices, who else? Arguably even Nikki. 
Like Nicki Minaj is a black woman, but she has a fair skin tone. She has lower eyes. She plays across different ethnicities and personalities often. Yeah. She has big breasts, a big booty, mm -hmm. a small stomach. And she came in during a time where it was really just her. So I think when you think about artists like that versus Flo Millie versus Megan Thee Stallion versus Tierra Wag versus Coco Jones, all people who and all artists who really deserve more credibility than what they have right now. Mm -hmm. Whether or not their complexion is the sole reason or one of them, it absolutely is a part of why they have not blown up or got the notoriety or get the respect that they deserve, period. Right. And even like think back to your favorite artists or even the artists who have been the biggest of the biggest. I really sat back one time and thought like, has there ever been a global phenomenon like from the within the music and artist industry or in the music industry or amongst artists who was dark skin uh, like yeah. in modern day society yeah. let's think of like who we consider the big names right now it's true you know they all have uh, something in common uh, and we we all see it and i really realized it when you and i were watching the netflix documentary yes. ladies first ladies first that was about you know females in and women in the hip hop industry absolutely and even just looking at the greats from our parents time queen latifah roxanne um, chante roxanne chante yeah. and Lai, like yeah. you know you you see the kind of disparities that are within hip hop culture in terms of like really being welcoming and accepting of all types of black women specifically mm. dark skinned black women absolutely so um, I think that there's a couple of things that's working against Megan. Her complexion, mm -hmm. um, the fact that she's a black woman, the fact that she's in an industry or a culture that really never really supported black women. Um, but I think for me, being a dark-skinned woman, it's very triggering to see. Mm -hmm. Like, because... And that's why maybe I'm taking, you know, Nicki Minaj's stand so personally or like why I'm taking her response so personally, because I know what it's like to be of a darker skin complexion and have to fight twice as hard to earn respect that you see handed out to people who are near, not nearly as deserving as you are. You know what I mean? Like just thinking back to my childhood, being bullied because I'm dark skin, hands down. I mean, people used to say, the most horrific things to me. I have, have, I've had somebody tell me they didn't know if I was clean, if I washed my skin. I've, and that was in elementary school. Mind you, I went to all black elementary school. Then I had somebody in high school say that they wouldn't date me because I was too dark. Mm -mm. Like these things happen in real life. And like, it took a lot of me as a darker skinned woman to be comfortable, like truly comfortable in my complexion. Mm -hmm. And Let's not even just, like, I won't even negate the fact that I'm also a palatable dark-skinned woman. Because I'm dark-skinned, but I don't have 4C hair. My hair is fine, curly, you know, little, I, I can slick it back with water. I have small features. I'm petite. have a little booty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm saying, like, in theory, I have other things working for me, yeah. if you will. But yet and still, I know exactly what it feels like. To be in a position to where it feels like your complexion makes you a target and you didn't even ask to be like this. So I think that that's why for me, like looking at Megan, what's going on and the fact that she's really used this diss track as a way to speak up for herself mm -hmm. and she's still getting knocked down. Like, I think that there's some big takeaways that we need to, that society needs to take from this.
being mindful of your treatment of other women, but particularly dark skinned women. Like, are you quick to call somebody who's a darker complexion more aggressive? Like, think about it. Like, you know, don't perpetuate these narratives that already exist. You know what I mean? I absolutely agree. I think also the importance of believing black women. Hmm. Hold on. The first time. Don't forget that part. We should not have to fight, advocate, and this, that, and the third for our truths to be truths. Because it's truth. Believe us when we say it. That's what it is. I'm sorry. If it's your homeboy, your homeboy is trifling. He shouldn't have did it. And you need to hold him accountable. I said what I said. It happened. So And, and it happened. Yeah. And maybe if you believe black women, then the maternal mortality rate amongst black women wouldn't be so high. So anyway, that's a whole <laughs> different topic. But that you 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 get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it, it it's very alarming. So believe black women the first time. Okay, believe black women the first time and treat us right. Give us the respect we deserve. Okay? <laughs> like we're not asking anything for decency out Correct. here. Correct. Ugh. All right. Well, now that I got that They're off your matches, <laughs> <laughs> it had to be said. It did. It absolutely did. Um, so yeah, I hope that you got something to take away from this too. But um, because it's important that like we rally behind each other as women, Agreed. particularly Black women. Right. Um, so yeah, thank you for tuning in to the Aunties in Training podcast <laughs> and to our Ain't Nobody Asked Us episode about Megan Thee Stallion. Of course, like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a five-star review. Yes, and please follow us on Instagram at Aunties in Training Pod and on TikTok at Aunties in Training. And most importantly, make sure y'all fill out our anonymous questionnaire link. Send in any uh, questions, advice you need, anything you want, anything. let us know and we'll talk about it. If you want us to clock that tea, we'll clock it for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs>